Good morning. If you live in southeast Loudoun and you've got kids, get ready. It's happening again. For Monday, July 10th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is sponsored by Get Out Loudon. It's a new service from the Loudon Now team to help get you out of the house and to explore the county's many ways to get out. Go to getoutloudon.com for our complete calendar of concerts and events. And if you've got an event, make sure you get your dates on our list. We want to help get more people through your door and make your event a success. To stay up to date on the latest entertainment, you can also follow Get Out Loudon on Facebook or on Twitter and sign up for the weekly e-newsletter with the best stuff each weekend. It's all at getoutloudon.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. School leaders are setting the schedule for the next round of attendance boundary changes, meaning shifting around which households go to which schools. This time is to accommodate Goshen Post Elementary School, which is scheduled to open in August 2018, right next to John Champ High School, with space for 928 elementary students. That's kindergarten through fifth. That will, of course, mean deciding who should go to this new school. Drawing that map could affect you if you have students at Aldi, Arcola, Buffalo Trail, Cardinal Ridge, Hutchison Farm, Liberty, Little River, or Pinebrook elementary schools. This time around will also mean a change in how school staff come up with the attendance maps they recommend to the school board for public debate. The school system will be setting up what they're calling a school engagement committee with principals from the affected area along with staff from the departments of instruction, special education, transportation, planning, and other departments as needed. That committee will meet a few times behind closed doors before their recommendations come to the school board for the usual public hearings and debates. School planning staff have always made recommendations to the school board, but it's been years since the school board has actually adopted one of their maps. Instead, the school board generally approves maps drafted by a board member. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story, including a schedule of when the public hearings on this next boundary change will be. They're scheduled to start in October. It's at loudonnow.com slash morning minute. In other news, the county could be taking a look at safety and traffic on pretty much all of the major rural roads. Oh, I try to say rural roads three times fast. Consultants are already working on a study of safety and traffic on Route 15 north of Leesburg all the way up to the Maryland line at Point of Rocks. This is, it's worth noting, only the latest in a great number of studies on Route 15 north of Leesburg, although most of those just looked at pieces of the road. Now, county staffers have recommended supervisors also take a look at Route 7 west of Leesburg, Route 9, Route 50, Route 287, and Route 15 south of Leesburg. According to a study of crashes between 2012 and 2016, 15 south of Leesburg is actually the deadliest of those roads, with eight fatalities in four years. If you look at the total number of crashes, Route 7 between Leesburg and Clark County is the most accident-prone, with 1,270 accidents in those four years, followed by Route 15 north of Leesburg, as we know, with 962. The idea for these studies came up at the Transportation Summit last month, although the Board of Supervisors hasn't officially done anything yet. Check out loudonnow.com to see what the county is already doing on those rural roads and what the ultimate plan for those roads is. Four Percival Cannons and head coach Brett Fuller were at the Valley League All-Star Game Sunday. 
The Cannons were playing for the Valley League Baseball North Division alongside players from Front Royal, Newmarket, Strasburg, Winchester, and Woodstock. The Cannons sent right-handed pitchers Thomas Sutera and Dalton Whitaker, first baseman Trevin Escara, and outfielder Sheldon Reed. The Cannons are 17-10 on top of the North Division and one and a half games ahead of the Newmarket Rebels. That bought coach Brett Fuller his ticket to the All-Star Game. Each team's coach is from the highest-ranking team in that division's standings. The All-Star Game was at James Madison University, where, sadly, the North Division lost 5 to nothing. The All-Star Game guarantees each team at least one pitcher and one position player, but two cannons will also be on the Valley League's team at the Southern Collegiate Showcase, which is just the best All-Star team the league can put together. Sutera, the pitcher, and Escara on first base will be on that team. They'll compete against teams from the Southern Collegiate Baseball League, the Cal Ripken Collegiate Baseball League, the Sunbelt League, and the Florida Collegiate Summer League. That tournament will be July 15th and 16th. Meanwhile, back at home in Percival, the town council is trying to decide what to do with Fireman's Field, the Cannon's home field. Back in March, the council asked for proposals on taking over all or part of the Fireman's Field complex as part of an effort to get more revenue out of the properties the town owns. The 13-acre complex includes Bush Tabernacle, the Baseball Stadium, the Hask Field Youth Ball Diamond, and the Dillon Woods Picnic Area. The town bought it in 2008 and charges a 3.5% real estate surtax to pay for it. It's still got about $2 million to go on paying it off. Among the organizations that showed interest, Play to Win, which runs Evergreen Sportsplex near Leesburg, proposed a revenue-sharing agreement with the town. Play to Win would manage the entire complex. Percival Teen Center Incorporated, which currently manages Bush Tabernacle, said it could continue in that role. Life View Real Estate LLC said it could manage the entire complex and pay all the costs for a $5,000 monthly lease, or the town could pay the company $225,000 a year and split the profits 50-50. And Loudoun nonprofit Every Citizen Has Opportunity, or ECHO, which helps set up disabled people with jobs, proposed teaming up with the town or a vendor to take over maintenance and upkeep. They've already had some preliminary talks, speaking of vendors, with Play to Win. The next step will be to issue a formal request for proposals, which is expected to go out sometime this summer. And three Loudoun restaurants have made Wine Spectator Magazine's list of places offering the best wine list. Tuscarora Mill in Leesburg and Goodstone Inn near Middleburg have both won again. There are three categories, Award of Excellence, Best of Award of Excellence, and Grand Award. Tuscarora Mill has won the Grand Award every year since 2003. This is the second consecutive year that Goodstone has won the Best of Award of Excellence. And this year, Pazzo Pomodoro and Ashburn joined Tuscarora Mill in winning the Grand Award. In total, Wine Spectator honored 3,592 restaurants in all 50 states and more than 75 countries. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the Bold and Beautiful exhibit is still on at the Arts in the Village Gallery in the Village at Leesburg. The show features abstract paintings by Kay Lane and wire wrap jewelry by Dana Jansen. Arts in the Village Gallery is open today from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Get the details on this event, add your own events to our calendar, and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. Okay, have a great day. Mm -hmm.